Hello and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Kat Regan and on this week's show, I'm joined by Sinead Devaney, Chagas Advisor, and Dr. David Kinney, researcher at Chagas Grange, to discuss the key aspects of pregnancy scanning cows. I first asked David, what are the key benefits of scanning? Well, I suppose the first one and the, uh, and the primary one, uh, Catherine, is to establish pregnancy. So unfortunately, every year we'll say there's a large number of, you know, a significant number of cows being, both cows and heifers being carried over, we'll say, that are not pregnant, you know, and the fa- in, in many cases where the farmer has not scanned the cows and is carrying these empty cows over the winter and feeding them, in some cases we'll say, under the illusion, we'll say that they're, they're pregnant. So obviously that's a, a huge waste in the system. Um, you know, outside of that, obviously, we'll say picking up, we'll say, twin pregnancies, um, you know, and, and being able to either pin those cows or uh, accordingly or to be able to, you know, f- feed them, we'll say, appropriately so that they don't lose, uh, overly lose condition. Um, and for, for certain, maybe pedigree breeders will say sex and fetuses will say, obviously, is something else that can be done within a fairly narrow window in early pregnancy as well. So there, there are many, many benefits. But the primary one, obviously, is, you know, to be able to have the knowledge to be able to... Um, to establish uh, which cows are pregnant and which those that aren't and obviously would say make a plan for those and in most cases it would be to cull the cows. And in most cases breeding season is over on, on many farms. How soon after the bull is removed can scanning take place? Yeah, the recommended, I suppose, the highly skilled operator could potentially pick up a pregnancy, we'll say, at 25 days. But, you know, in most cases, you know, um, 28 days, 30 days, you know, would be the earliest. Again, what you're looking for is the fetal heartbeat there to establish, you know, that you have a live fetus, we'll say, within the within the, the cow at that time. So, you know, the recommendation would be to wait about a month, we'll say, maybe 32 days. Um, and then from then on, we'll say, then, uh, you know, cows can be picked up. The other end of the scale, I suppose, ideally, um, the window would be some for an, a more accurate diagnosis, you know, particularly relating to poten- the, potentially the age of the fetus and when you might expect that cow to calf. You know, the window would be somewhere between a month, I suppose, we'll say, and about four months of um, of pregnancy. So if you're planning, we'll say, to get your cows done, uh, to get your cows scanned, you should try to, you know, work within that window. And this is particularly important considering that 80% of calves born in the beef herd are using a stock bull. Precisely, and, and that's exactly it. So maybe service dates might not be as accurate as one would might hope. And, you know, the pick, picking up, we'll say, of repeat breedings, for example, as well, we'll say, can often be missed. So, you know, that's another great advantage, we'll say, of, I suppose, scanning and scanning early in a timely fashion in that not alone can you establish pregnancy, but you can also get, you know, certainly if it's done within the first 100 days or so, you know, a, a quite an accurate or very accurate, essentially, we'll say, estimation of when the cow should be due to calf. And there is a shorter window if you're scanning cows that may be detected that they have twins. Yes. So essentially, uh, the recommended, I suppose, time to pick up twins will be probably from about uh, six weeks, we'll say, uh, to about maybe 100 days. You know, so essentially you want to be able to scan the womb, we'll say, on both, I suppose, horns of the uterus or the womb, we'll say, there, you know, to establish whether there's, you know, uh, one or two fetuses present. Um, and to be able to, if you want to kind of make a call in terms of the size or however, a scanner may uh, be estimating age, we'll say, there, you know, I suppose if you can do it within that, that window, we'll say, there, about, as I say, about six weeks, we'll say, to about, you know, max 120 days, you know, you have a much better chance. Beyond that, then the womb tends to, um, Enlarge, we'll say the fetus obviously getting larger at about 100, I suppose, uh, 30, 40 days. It's like the size almost of a small cat. Um, and then the womb begins to, um, you know, go beyond, we'll say, the pelvic ring. 
So again, to be able to, it's much more difficult to get, I suppose, a, a, an accurate image of the, of the, of the, the development fetus at that time. If scanning reveals that there's a number of cows empty in the herd at the moment, what steps can farmers take? Yes, I suppose, like ultimately, you know, if, if you're in a spring calving system, you know, and, you know, mid-August onwards there, um, you know, the cows that, that are not, would say, and, and by the time, that, I suppose, the bull has been pulled at that stage, maybe, and it's into September, we'll say, before the cows are being scanned. And in many, many farms, it's September, October, kind of, you know, prior to housing that that decision is made to scan cows. You know, at that stage, it's too late, really, to go rebreeding, we'll say, you know, unless that you have an autumn herd, for example. Um, and I suppose the advice would be, you know, to cull those cows, we'll say, and, you know, maybe replace them, we'll say, with a... Um, a, a cow or a heifer would say later, later, later in the season. You know, either purchase one or if, if you happen to have extra, we'll say heifers bred. Not alone does scanning identify cows that are not in calf, as you mentioned, David, but up to calving, cows can be housed in separate pins. What benefit does this have? Yes, obviously it allows uh, farmers to feed cows according to pregnancy and also maybe according to condition score more, more importantly. Like we know, for example, Catherine, that, you know, the condition of the cow calving is the primary driver of when, or, you know, uh, that cow will resume, I suppose, normal heat cycles again after calving. So typically cows that calve down in moderate to good condition, those cows come back cycling again, we'll say, much quicker than cows that calve down, we'll say, in poor condition. So in order, we'll say, to put, I suppose, condition on cows, they need to be fed preferentially for, you know, a significant period of time. If you take, we'll say, a typical body condition score, you know, in a scale of one to five, where five is extremely obese or extremely fat, and, you know, one is extremely emaciated or thin, um, and our target, we'll say, for calving will be somewhere between two, two and a half to, to three. Um, you know, to, to put a, a condition score on a cow, it's equivalent to about 70 kilograms, we'll say, plus of actual live weight, you know, so that's essentially, you know, two months of, of good feeding, we'll say, to, um, you know, including concentrate, we'll say, to be able to put that kind of a uh, weight, we'll say, on a cow. Um, so I suppose, ultimately, if you can pin cows, you know, uh, according to, I suppose, um, you know, when they're due, you know, if cows are all in decent condition, you know, and if, if not, well, then obviously, on top of that, cows that are in particularly poor condition, or indeed cows, maybe they've been identified as um, carrying twins, well, they're, they're going to need preferential treatment, treatment to avoid issues, you know, um, later in the spring. That's great, David. Sinead, David has outlined the benefits of scanning, but year on year, you're seeing on farms when scanning doesn't take place, what happens? Well, um, I suppose David touched on some of that there too. Um, you know, the the farmer hasn't the calving dates. He he doesn't know when they're going to start calving. He doesn't know when their calving is going to be finished. Um, he w- may not know what cows are in calf, or even if they're carrying twins. So, it's it's impossible to guess that type of information. And um, he can't make informed decisions as regard to you know what feeding regime he'd have on the farm over the winter. Um, or, or even a vaccination program, you know, where needed or where, you know, to, to target these at the correct dates and times and um, all of that, you know, I suppose scanning gives him, makes him, gives him the allowance, I suppose, to make informed decisions so that he can make good, clear decisions and the right decisions for his farm and for, for housing animals for the winter and in the run-up to calving. You know, I mean, calves can be born on the flats where the farmer isn't expecting them to calf yet. And, and um, you know, that can cause other complications as well. There's a difference this year, Sinead, when it comes to choosing cows that are being kept over the winter on beef farms. Why is this? 
Well, um, yeah, there is a difference this year because farmers that are in schemes um, need to, to bear that in mind. And I suppose um, the, the one that sticks out to my mind is the BEAM scheme. And um, farmers have signed up for, uh, for the BEAM scheme, which involves a cutback or a reduction in the organic nitrogen on their farm. So it means that they will need to cut back their animals by their cattle, I suppose, by 5% in organic nitrogen terms from now until the end of June of next year. So if the farmer decides to scan and scan cows in good time, well, he can then make the informed decision of culling cows or removing them from the farm, which will help to start his 5% cutback sooner rather than later and help him reach his, his target figures in, in the line of that scheme. So uh, this year more than ever, from that point of view, you know, the scanning would be important because uh, if the farmer doesn't meet his target, he has already been paid for his beam scheme and there will be a penalty, you know, if he... Uh, doesn't reach that, you know, um, he may have to pay back all of the money. So um, it is important to be able to make decisions on what animals should be um, cut back for, especially coming into the winter. And it would be ideal to be able to remove cows that are not in calf, you know, if that was the case. And scanning will help to identify those. So there is a big push to scan cows that bit earlier, particularly for the beam scheme that you mentioned, the beef exceptional aid measure for any farmer that's participating in that scheme. Yes. What else do farmers need to consider before selling cows that would not be in calf? Yeah, well, um, I suppose farmers are also in in other schemes, Catherine. Um, They would be suckler farmers tend to be in quite a number of schemes so there's also the BDGP uh, scheme and the BEEP scheme there so um, the BDGP is coming to an end this year and um, in October of this year uh, I suppose uh, that's the Beef Data Genomics Programme that if the farmers are partaking in that in the BDGP 1 then on the 31st of October this year they need to have 50% of their reference number of animals genotyped four or five star. Um, so on the, that's on the replacement index. So they need to make sure that they have enough four or five star animals to make up this 50%. And they they need to bear in mind that, you know, if they're making a decision to cull animals, to cull cows um, or to sell heifers, then they must ensure that the particular cows they select are not one of these four and five stars that they might need to make up their numbers on the 31st of October. Um, the other point is that, you know, many farmers sell cows and calves at foot and it, so it may help to sell a cow if they're selling the cow with the calf and with a good calf. And um, from that point of view, um, if the cow and calf pair are sold off, um, and uh, they're sold early before weaning, well, then the cow and calf aren't there for the data collection part of the BDGP scheme. So the farmer is unable to say how quiet the calf was at weaning or um, or answer any of the survey questions in relation to the cow and the calf at weaning. And if that animal is gone, there will be a, a penalty or a, a pro rata reduction there for that part of the BDGP program that relates to the surveys um, and side of it, you know. So on the, I suppose on the beep side then as well, um, 
where farmers are participating in the BEEP scheme, the new uh, BEEPS, then they are getting paid for weighing the cow and calf, the pair, the, the, the dam and the calf. And some of the farmers have also selected a meal feeding option uh, in that scheme. So with the meal feeding option, whatever cows and calves you have weighed, those are the cows and calves that are committed to this scheme. So if the farmer weighs 20 cows and calves, the 20 cows and calves are committed to the scheme, and if he has also signed up to do the meal feeding option, then it is expected that he will have those calves on the farm to meal feed them. And that meal feeding option takes place at weaning time. So the, those calves must be offered concentrates for four weeks before weaning and two weeks after weaning. So that's six weeks entirely of concentrate feeding there for those calves. So um, if the calf or the cow is sold or the, or the pair of them indeed is sold before weaning time, they, they haven't committed to, to that program and there's penalties there as well. So um, of course when, when the six weeks is up and the calf is fully weaned, then the cow can be sold of course after weaning and um, there won't be any implications there. It's, it's just if if they're sold early. So, you know, you have two schemes there. You have the BPS and the BDGP. Um, they're both two separate schemes, but there's a bit of crossover in them. So I think farmers should be aware of that and don't rush into making decisions. You know, make a good informed decision and, and talk to their advisor as well before they select, um, you know, to discuss what animals they're selecting to make sure they would avoid penalties. So it's important to consider which cows are being sold in advance if they're involved in the beef data genomics program or the beef environmental efficiency program, as you mentioned. Yeah. If you take the average sucker herd of 20 cows and there was two or three cows empty, what options are available for farmers for these two or three empty cows? OK, well, um, I suppose, yeah, again, the farmer will be bearing in mind the, the two schemes we just discussed um, to make sure that, that they aren't impacted. Um, there may be an option to sell those cows, you know, while prices are good. And then in that line, they are also meeting with getting started on the 5% reduction under the beam scheme, which we mentioned earlier. Um, it might, they might, the, the farmer may have good replacement heifers coming up or uh, there may be older cows, those two maybe older cows will say, those empty cows and they can be substituted with with a good replacement heifer instead um or if if the farmer has good facilities on the farm he may decide to hold on to them and feed them on for a while if that's an option to feed them um for some weeks before selling and uh, maybe the, so he has the option of going to the mart or he has the option of maybe feeding them and going to the factory with them um, it'll depend on the cost of doing that and I think um, every farmer needs to sit down and look at look at what the prices what the prices are under the two um, sales mentioned there and whether it's mart or factory check what their meal price is um, you know how long they need to feed them for the cost of the feeding over the number of weeks and and to see if it's worth their while you know selling as soon as possible or, or feeding on a bit um, also I suppose another you know health on the farm is another consideration there because you know if there's cases of TB or if there's an outbreak in an area you know farmers are conscious of this and um, 
uh, holding on to large numbers coming into the winter, you know, that from that point of view, it might be a good idea as well to, if there are animals that can be sold, you know, um, prior to a farmer being locked up themselves, you know, that that they can do that as well while while they're permitted to do so, you know. So complete a budget for each of the options and discuss it with their advisor. Yeah. Sinead, health and safety is something that we're talking an awful lot about, and particularly when it comes to calving time. What steps can farmers take now to reduce risks at calving time? Well, uh, I suppose with with the scanning, the farmer will be able to see what animals they are surplus and can be sold um so uh, other than that um they would know the known cross or difficult cows on the farm cows that might be a risk at calving time um it may be an option now if those cows are still there and have been troublesome up to now that the farmer would consider and seriously consider when the calf is weaned that those cows be sold off because it is not worth you know, they're, they're not so valuable that it's worth holding on to them and risking um, injury or fatality on the farm over it. Um, so they can be fattened, as we you discussed, and, um, after weaning and, and fact, sent to the factory. I, I, I wouldn't advise that they be sold on to another farmer. You know, if there's a, far, uh, a cow on the farm that is a problem cow, you know, it, it is highly... It's highly risky sending that cow, passing that on to another farmer. You're only passing on the problem. So um, that's what I would be recommending, that that animal be sent to the factory. And I suppose also when you're thinking ahead then to calving time and looking at the facilities on the farm around calving, um, it's a good opportunity now to assess those facilities and see, you know, can they be improved in advance of calving so that it's a so that it would make it a safer place for the farmer at around calving time. So things like, um, you know, improvement to the facilities, um, maybe installing a calving gate if there isn't one there, or um, carrying out repair work, um, putting in um, head scoops. Um, There is grant aid there under the Thames. It's still there. Uh, It's 40% grant aid for farmers most the majority of farmers and 60% grant aid for young farmers so it shouldn't be overlooked and farmers should seriously consider applying for for TAMS for that and as well as maybe looking at assessing the lighting around the yard and lighting in sheds you know you can never have good you know enough good lighting especially in the winter time and those long evenings so um, that's something that that should be looked at as well Um, and all of this can be applied for and availed of and put in place well in advance of calving and just to bear in mind that the minimum spend is 2,000 euro there if a farmer does want to go down the road of of TAMS grant aid to improve facilities for calving. Most definitely Sinead. Finally from the scanning results today what are the indications on farms across the country? Well um, I have figures there from um, the Newford herd and I suppose they have scanned and um, They've scanned 73 cows to date and 72 out of the 73 cows there are in calf. Um, Now those cows were 40 days or more um, since their insemination date um, when they were scanned and the remainder of the cows at Newford will be scanned when they are uh, up up around the same, I suppose, uh, you know, as David said, over the 30, 32 days and up to the 40 plus days. So they will be, they remain to be scanned. Um, also, um, then um, at Grange in the Jerry Patrick herd, 
the, there were 95 cows scanned and 92 out of the 95 were in calf there. So they're in a good position to, to look at um, grouping of animals and, you know, for the winter and, um, and what, what they plan, their plans are for dealing with those that weren't in calf. Some great advice and tips there from David and Sinead. Thanks very much for joining me on the show. Okay. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to David and Sinead for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie. Or you can listen on Apple and Google podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.